Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Behold the Roll. We are a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast, absolutely nobody's favorite D&D podcast, and we are starting off with, of course, Jim Gledhill. Hey, guys. Silas Leodore here. Did not do a rhyme this week. Instead, decided to do, um, pull it old Dungeons & Daddies and do a Silas fact that I decided to make <laughs> canon. All right, um, so this is your new gimmick, is you have to start <laughs> listening to new podcasts so we can jack yeah. their intro and see who sues us first. Hell yeah. Um, so this week, um, I'm making canon that um, it's Silas's birthday in a week, his 22nd birthday, um, but he's not hasn't told anybody because obviously his parents missing are a little bit more His important. what birthday? His 22nd birthday. Oh, I thought you said 52nd birthday. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how old some bitch. That's true. <laughs> 21 one year and then 52 the next. That's true. He honestly you know. probably is closer to 50 than he is 20 because he's 22 in like human years, but I'm too lazy yeah. to do elf math. At least 52. Mm-hmm. Well, happy early birthday. Maybe that'll come up. We are also joined by, of course, Wolf Donfire. Nope. We are joined by <laughs> Joe Pinkham. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I rephrased because it's not like you're going to introduce your character anyway. Um, and last but not least, Zach Ledford. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> hey, Lorcan. So, since we love tradition, especially here at the beginning of episodes, for those of you that have been skipping out on the Beyond the Rolls, absolutely shame on you because you have once again missed our group of adventurers leveling up. Yeah! Woo! Yeah, yeah Zach. Any excitement, Joe? Yep. Yes. Zach, forgetting this is a uh, audio podcast, and just started getting up and spinning around his room as if anybody was going to know what's going on. Um, so yeah, you guys are all level four now. How does it feel? Your muscles getting bigger, brains getting wiser. Should we excellent project sizes now because we're leveling up and gaining new experience? No, it actually kind of works like. Um, steroids every time you level up it shrinks just a hair oh no yeah i'm already a gnome (laughs) it is funny because i remembered the other day that we referenced us rolling for dick size but we did that in the character rolling that we never actually released because we recorded it as bonus audio (laughs) so nobody knows how big your dinglings are do i get a re-roll then honestly no no remember yeah, honestly, maybe once we get it edited and released, it'll be a uh, reminder to all of us. <laughs> Dick size episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how we'll release it. Yeah, we're going to release it as a bonus content. How big, how big are the ding-dings? Instead of, a, like we did the other day, we put out all of our dice as posts. We'll just put out all of our dick sizes and just be like, oh, whose dick size do you think is whose? Yeah, but we won't Man do it as the characters. We'll do it as us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're all level four um oh yeah it's <laughs> enough wiener talk out of here you're all level four um does anybody i know we got a couple uh secret keepers in the family here but does anybody want to talk about their level up at all is there anybody that wants to share anything or are we all uh I closed can, books i could talk about this one okay go ahead level up Fighter level two, I'll get action surge. That is it. Yeah, hey, action surge is sweet. action surge is nothing to sleep on, man. Like I would multi-class into fighter two levels just to get action surge. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, I'm pretty sure I put this in the group chat, but 
I want to I want to justify the why I'm so disheartened by this. So I get action surge while leveling up fighter. But if I leveled up my cleric one more time, I kind of got three three second level spells and a bunch of other stuff. So like this one seems underwhelming in comparison. Dude, that's so the only hard. thing. That's the only thing I hate about multiclassing. Mm-hmm. I like I like multi. This is way off topic, but I like multiclassing especially when we um, if it's like. Oh, we're gonna do like this one shot build a level ten character. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah. you can be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do three levels of fighter and seven levels of cleric because you don't have to wait for you know to get what you want. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I did. <laughs> all right. Well, does anybody else want to talk about their stuff? Lorcan, did you get anything fun? Um, I got. I just got a couple more spells. Um, okay. Assuming you yeah. went cleric again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm staying with cleric probably the whole yeah. time. Nice. Yep. And what about um, old Jiminy Cricket up in the top left, top right? Uh, I mean, I'm bottom right for me, but... Uh, <laughs> I bet you Jimmy, are, BB. Jiminy, <laughs> Jiminy Cricket did not level up. Uh, Silas did, but he does not want to share. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and you have no idea if Jiminy Cricket leveled up. Don't you shit on him? That's true. Actually, honestly, Jiminy Cricket probably leveled down with how he's feeling. That's true. All right. Well, who wants a little uh, little recap? Yeah, give me a recap. <laughs> cool, <laughs> motherfuckers. <clears throat> when we last saw our adventurers, you were all on board the old SS Sidroy, a toot toot. When suddenly a flaming arrow sunk into his back. When you all shook off your shock, you saw suddenly from behind the dark nighttime clouds emerge two ominous shapes. First, an airship with the flag of the Sky Raiders, an an infamous but supposedly defunct group of Sky Pirates that used to hassle the Evermore ships flying back and forth from their schools. And secondly, you saw a pair of orcs atop a very large, very intimidating, almost Jurassic-looking bird, and one of the orcs was holding a smoking bow in in her hands. As the orcs approached, you were able to identify that the male was a notorious Hogsfeet warlord known as Stravin, who has supposedly been becoming more and more aggressive as of late, infiltrating the square more frequently. A fight ensued, and the pair of orcs on the back of the bird really got the best of you. However, you quickly learned that your boat could outrun the Sky Raiders, leaving them completely useless to do much more than shoot cannonballs at you. Those cannonballs, however, did the damage intended, and your ship began smoking. However, you were able to fight back with the unexpected and sometimes minor help of Sid Roy and Johnny Flame, and eventually you were able to hit the arcane thrusters and lose the ship completely, but not before the female orc was able to jump onto your ship in a last-ditch effort to take you all down with her. You were able to knock her unconscious and Stravin strangely called off his pursuit, allowing himself and the Sky Raiders to fade back into the clouds. You guys were able to escape the bird and Stravin and the boat, but your ship was still worse for wear. Shockingly becoming useful, Johnny Flame was able to fix the ship long enough that you didn't immediately crash, but the boat pilot did inform you that you weren't going to be able to make it to Magella. You had two options, crash in the wide open ocean, or try and land on a mysterious island that appeared from the shadows, an island that nobody knew even existed between Evermore and Magella. You all opted for the island and the captain was able to land on the island but not as majestically as you had hoped for, and with who knows what sorts of damage done to your airship. 
And that is where we are now. I am really looking forward to this one. Uh, you might have said it in the recap, Jesse. I'm sorry, but uh, do you know? Did did we tie up the orc that we took um, unconscious? I don't think so. I think you literally were only able to knock her unconscious, and then you were yeah. dragging her down Into below deck with yeah. um, okay. Sidroy and them. Yep. I know okay. we didn't kill her. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not from a lack of trying. Yeah, murder <laughs> hobo. So, your airship has landed in the island with a sickening thud and a few more sickening cracks. And below deck is Johnny Flame, Sidroy Amastica, and now... Silas and the orc that you guys knocked unconscious. Um, Lorcan, I don't remember. Were you still on the top of the deck or did you go down below too? Oh, I think you went to help um, Sidroy try to fix the arcane thing at one point, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I said something about Tinker Tools. I was going to say, because I'm pretty bullshit. sure the only people that um, were still up top was Wolf and the boat captain. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So, uh, everybody okay? We're not with you. You said he just said that you guys came downstairs. I didn't know. Remember that? I thought it. I thought it was still in the engine room. <laughs> I actually didn't. You, it's they're parallel to each other, so you guys can like see no. each other. Um, I thought at first when Jimmy asked if you guys were all right, Zach just went, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> <laughs> I just like how nobody even answered me. Like not even that friggin' DM NPCs. I was uh, swallowing squirt per ah, usual. Fair yeah, <laughs> that was hell yeah. The the episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Swallowing some squirt. All right, are we gonna play some D&D? <laughs> no, I'm not okay. I just banged my shin on this stupid arcane battery, and Sidroy kind of kicks it, and it sparks a little bit. Whoa! Watch it there, Johnny. Could you uh, give me a hand, maybe tying this lady up? Absolutely. Tying up ladies is my forte. Oh, God. And he, t- ah. he uh, puts his hand up through the floorboard and tries to dap Wolf again. <laughs> Wolf is preoccupied with the captain and other things. <laughs> he uh, takes his hand back from the board dejectedly and he looks at uh, Silas and goes, that was a hell of a dap. And then he goes over and he's going to help you tie up the orc woman. Okay. Can I inspect the knot? Did he do a okay job did you guys do an okay job because you're he's helping you so he's giving you the help action <laughs> oh so what am i rolling uh sleight of hand okay with advantage yes okay. uh it's gonna be a nat 20 nat 20 with yeah did you only Write roll one dice no i rolled two at oh, the same okay. time nice yep yep always love i got a nat off. 20 and a oh. dirt dirty 20 so if we want to tie someone up next time, we know who to talk to. Mm-hmm. Old Lorcan oh, yeah, knows how guys. to tie because of his braids. <laughs> you mean Silas? What? Yeah, Silas. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm a master knotter. Mm-hmm. Gross. Go into your room if you're going to master knot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, cool. this, uh, this orc woman is tied up. Nice and tight. Mm. Okay. Um... With a nat 20, um, Johnny Flame kind of does that. I think we made this comparison last time, honestly, but he does the um, dad who thinks he knows cars watching the mechanic, and he just watches you tie up, and he's like, whoa, careful. You got you to gotta pull the knot around the back end there. You're going to hit the carburetor. Oh, oh uh, uh, thank you, sir. You, you sure do sound like you know what you're talking about. Uh, yes, sir. 
I'm gonna. So she's tied up and unconscious. I'm gonna um, go up to the top of the deck uh, where the captain is. Uh, uh, do you do you know where we are, sir? Uh, the captain's kind of. You see him wipe some beads of sweat off of his head and takes a deep breath and looks around and he's like, "Well, I certainly don't know where we are." Oh, I was hoping one of you might know. Uh, I've never seen this place before. And now, is as good as a time as any, even though Lorcan's still downstairs, um, to give you guys a little overview of the island that you find yourself on. It's not going to be as uh, well thought out as like the Evermore one, but I think it's fun every time you guys get to a new little terrain to hear a little bit about it. Tierra. <clears throat> Massive trees billow in the cool night's air as large waves crash against the eerily dark sand beneath your boat. In the distance, the coast spans as far as you can see on either side of you, and beyond the trees in front of you, you see the silhouette of what looks like a huge, rocky mountain, and you could swear that even in the darkness, you could see small puffs of smoke ooze from the top of it. Strange, dark birds fly overhead, but other than that, and the sound of the waves crashing against the ocean and your boat, it is eerily quiet on this cool, dark night. And that's it. Beautiful. Excellent. Yep, you got Sounds trees, like sand, and... Yeah, trees, sand, and a mountain. I don't know what else you guys wanted for an island. <laughs> that's all we need. Do you think we can get this thing up and running again? He, uh... The captain kind of looks at the back of the boat and sees that like uh because i think we decided that the boat has both propellers and a arcane battery um and you see he looks out the front where you guys are standing and even you guys can see that like two of the four propeller blades are like completely snapped and he looks at the back of the boat and the blades in the back are pretty much the exact same and he goes well i can certainly get her back up in the sky but it's gonna take me a minute or two and by a minute or two i mean could be days. <laughs> I don't have a very good sense of time. I'm a captain. I guess I should have good sense of time then. I can't believe we were letting you drive, sir. Yeah, honestly, I just passed my captain exam like three days ago. Oh, God. All I had what to do was do? play one of those little virtual reality arcade games. Did you at least get a high score? I sure did. I got a... 64 out of 100. That was the highest score that day. Wow, top 64%. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. I kind of sound like the two guards now. <laughs> Alright, so we're stuck on this island. So he said it's going to take a few days to get back up in the air. Yeah, he like looks over. He looks overboard and um, looks at the bottom of the boat and he's like, well, let me see. I guess, I guess our options as of right now would be I could try to fix the propellers, and if we can get the arcane battery up and going, then that would that would be the best way to get there and the safest way to get there, but that's going to take me at least three or four days, probably, just collecting driftwood and trying to patch it up that way, and that's assuming we can fix the arcane battery. Our only other option would be maybe patch up the bottom of the boat, and that might only take us two days or so, but then we could maybe push her into the sea and I'm not a sea captain but this is a boat we could sail the rest of the way or I guess option C is 
I can work on this and you guys could uh, sail to or swim to Magella and see if you could get us some help and come back for me. <laughs> what, is, is this like an island like is it swimmable distance? Uh, you can't see the lights of Magella anymore. When you were in the sky, you could see the like um, lighthouse-looking thing in the distance. But now that you're on this island, it's completely blocked out. You know, like a very vague direction that you're in. But um, and actually, when you say when you say that, um, he kind of like looks around and he's like, "This is so strange. I've I haven't made this flight obviously because I just passed my exam three days ago." But I've been on board these flights before, back and forth to Magellan and Arcano, the two schools, and there, there's not supposed to be an island here, guys. Maybe maybe the island brought us here for a reason. Maybe. I mean, it's also possible I could have, even though I, I got that 64 on that score, it's possible I could have went off course when we were chased. You know, there was a lot going on. Maybe I got turned around a little bit. I don't know, but it's going to take me a while to get this fixed but I'll try to get us up or on on the ocean or whatever you guys want I'll try my best might sound like it's just me and you talking captain so it's just my opinion but I would say whatever would get us to Magella fastest no wolf's here too he's just awful I don't know his name this guy's here too and he <laughs> uh, nudges wolf who's just awkwardly standing in the corner <laughs> hmm? Uh, sorry, this place is this place is distracting. <laughs> you could Something say that again. I think the safest way to get there would be not the safest, but the majority of rules. Safest, and I said fastest. I guess that means we should see what Lorcan thinks. I think he's downstairs. Probably not going to end up being the fastest way possible. I'll go check with him. <laughs> I'll go down. Hey, uh, Lorkin, uh, we're, we're taking up whole... You walk uh, downstairs, and um, Lorkin and Johnny Flame are both just standing over Sidroy, who's just looking at the arcane battery. <laughs> and he's like, No, you weird little gnome creature. I think we just gotta build the box back, and then we just gotta, like, shoot magic at it. That's how these work. Well, if that's the case, I have plenty of magic to spare. And Johnny Flame like puts wand. A, yeah Johnny Flame puts his hand over <laughs> your wand. He's like, for the love of whatever god you believe in, do not just shoot magic at this battery. If we blow this battery up, this whole ship's going up in flames. It sounds like you're disobeying your liege. Uh, Johnny Flame gets really quiet and then turns around and walks past um, <sighs> Silas as he gets down. <laughs> yeah, you better he, walk. Yeah, I'll walk so all right, you stupid gnome. I ain't finding your sleeping bag. I'm gonna find that sleeping bag and I'm gonna take a piss in it. And he walks upstairs. Do I do, do I hear this? Yeah. <laughs> you better not pee in my sleeping bag as he walks upstairs. Hey Wolf, when we find that sleeping bag, we're gonna both piss in it. I wanna start kinda like running upstairs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you gonna uh, stop him, Simon? <laughs> I, I think as he's going up the stairs, I'm like, uh, uh, sir, sir. Uh, Hold uh, on, Silas. <laughs> Listen here, Johnny Flame, and I want to walk up nose to wherever I can <laughs> reach. Yeah, I was going to say nose to <laughs> As inappropriate as this looks. As you're midway through his sentence, uh, even before Johnny can answer you, the uh, 
captain turns around and he's like, Oh good, everybody's here now. Where where'd the other one go? Where where's where's Sid Roy? Everyone get up here. I'll go upstairs. You, you hear him from down there and Sid Roy and Silas both come uh, up. I'll bring the orc woman back up with us. Okay. I wanna look at Silas. Yeah. I wanna look at Silas. It now's really not the time to be just wandering around the ship. We got work to do. As I'm like laboriously pulling yeah. this orc woman up the stairs. John, Johnny Flame looks at you really um judgmentally too, and he's like, Yeah, I mean I'm not one to agree with the gnome, but you're being really really careless here. We just crashed a boat and you're just downstairs doing absolutely nothing to help us out. The captain's got an announcement to make, so we uh, should just let him talk. Uh, yes, so, sorry. Uh, Mr. Johnny Flame, sir, aren't you working for us? Uh, don't you... That's kind of, never mind, sir. <laughs> Johnny Flame puts his uh, sunglasses down that he's still wearing, even though it's nighttime, and he's like, Johnny Flame doesn't work for anybody except for the shadows of Lathander. And Sharax, and Tony, and maybe Sid Roy. Me, yeah, Sid Roy's above me. Um, there's a couple of the guards from Evermore that, <laughs> and the captain ends <laughs> up. He's like, "All right, guys." So I was telling Silas, who was the only one actually paying attention, that they, you guys got. He three was downstairs. Options. Shut up! You got three options. You can swim. And hope for the best. You can help me find some wood, and we can get this thing just patched up enough to push her into the ocean, and you we can sail there. Or we can try to fix her right and get her back up airborne. It's going to take us a while, but it's going to be the safest and quickest. Safest and quickest? Safest and quickest. Then I think that's the one that we should... I mean, that... That sounds good to me. Well, let me rephrase. Quickest once we get it fixed, because it's going to take the longer to fix. But, like, quickest getting there, you know? So it's a little bit of give some, take some. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about taking. At least we should just go the fastest we can. Do we Do we think once we get to Magella... I mean, we need a way to get back to Evermore, so it's probably best that we try to fix this ship, correct? Well, if we get to Magella, at least we'll be safe, and then they can just send us another ship. Because this isn't the only airship. Maybe with, a, maybe with a bigger ship, one that could, uh, you know, outrun a little faster for Straven, or just you know some more powerful cannons. Oh, Evermore is all about just flash and no utility. We're lucky that this had any cannons on here. Honestly, this must have been an older model. And Sid was like, "Yeah, this model is kind of stupid. We're thinking about taking out cannons in exchange for mini fridges." What imagine would be in all the, these mini fridges. Imagine all the tricks yogurts we could eat. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like we should go look for some stuff to fix the ship so we can get it back airborne. Well, hold on. Hey, Captain, Sidroy had this amazing idea to blast the battery with arcane energy. Sidroy starts nodding his head like really furiously and Johnny Flame gets all upset. And the captain goes, Well, if you want to lose the boat permanently, then that's a pretty good way to uh pretty good way to blow up the whole boat. And Johnny Flame's like, See, I told you both that it's gonna blow the boat up. And the captain like puts his hand up, he's like, But once we do get the arcane battery rebuilt, 
we are going to need everybody with arcane knowledge to help us get the arcane battery back up and running. So you're not completely wrong. You just can't start shooting fireballs at it. Well, I was thinking some magic missiles. That's an even worse and I idea. Twisting my wand. <laughs> Shockingly, that's somehow worse. Oh, dang it, and I slide my wand back in my robe. Um, and the captain kind of nods, and he looks around, and he's like, Well, I don't know about you guys, but it, it's getting pretty late, so do you guys want to... Do you guys want to try to do something now, or are we, we going to try to start on it first light? I don't know what's lurking in these woods here in the dark, but... Well, per usual, I am the voice of reason in this party, and I think we should take a long rest. Uh, long like rest is, of course, check. what they call sleeping in D&D, of course. Correct. You know, the one where all my stats come back. <laughs> yep. What was that, Jeff? Uh, I like to make a perception check, because Wolf's already distracted, so he's, he's not paying. He's looking out. Sure. See if he can see anything. Not that are, you looking for any, are you looking for anything in particular, or are you just looking? Uh, I mean, signs of danger? Imminent danger. Okay, sure. Yeah, I feel like we should Shoot. at least check around our ship before we go to sleep to make sure there's nothing crazy around. Yeah, he ain't, uh, probably isn't going to see jack shit. But uh, so, what are you doing? Are you standing on your boat and looking, or are you going out? Because that's going to depend on whether you do perception, investigation, or survival. Uh, right now, I want to do something else in a minute. But right now, I'm just kind of like standing on the edge of the ship, looking okay out into the island. But I got an eight, so... An eight? Yeah, you see what I described to you earlier. <laughs> yep. We should uh, we should also solve one problem at a time, guys. What do we want to do about this orc woman? Do we want to try to bring her to Magella or Evermore with us as, you know, to as a prisoner? Do we want to question her? Do we... Well, I mean, if, you're be if I'm being honest with you, this was your kind, your bag. I wanted to end her life on the ship. I'm not, I'm not really one for killing people, yeah. so I would say, I mean, maybe we could, if we're going to bring her back to the, if we're going to get this ship up and running, I would say we either question her now and tie her up, or tie her up really good to the ship, and then when she wakes up, we we uh, we question her then, and maybe leave either Johnny Flame with her, or... I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> have her just stay here with the captain? Anyone but Johnny. Well, Johnny Flame you. looks at him and he's like, well, we can't leave the gnome here because apparently he's just going to kill her. I glare at him. <laughs> he glares at you. <laughs> Wolf, what would you say? You see, you're the only level-headed one here. All right. Well, we can question her. but She has working hands. She has working feet. Let's make her use them. Have her help with the ship. Repair it. Fix things get things back in working order you see um Sid, Sidroy kind of um just shakes his head and like is crossing his arms he's like I, I never thought I would say this but I'm kind of on board with the gnome here I think she's useless and that we should just kill her I can't disagree it's uh, two against two uh Johnny what what do you think <laughs> Johnny looks at Lorcan and um just very uh purposefully goes I say, 
We wake her up and question her and get her back anywhere safe and sound. And then finally the captain peeks up and he's like, Oh no. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, remember this or not because clearly you're all these um, war-hardened adventurers at this point, but uh, prisons do exist. Uh, we could uh, yeah. bring her in, you know, put her in jail instead of, I don't know, killing her or... <laughs> Whatever else you guys are trying to do with it. How about this? We wake her up, so she starts attacking us, so it's self-defense. <laughs> I think it's easier to just kill her while she's asleep. I'm with you, Sid Roy, but these guys are ridiculous. <laughs> See, this guy gets it. Sid Roy, like, slaps him on the back. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's logic. You're pretty smart for an old stupid gnome. Listen, I'm a bright strike. There's nothing stupid about me. The captain uh, gets in the corner. He's like, well, I uh, I think I'm going to turn in for the night regardless. <laughs> so you guys decide what you want to do, but I'm going to take me a little snooze Hey, Captain, Sounds do you like have an extra sleeping bag us. I could borrow? Ooh, I'm actually, I'm actually fresh out of sleeping bags, my friend. It feels like nobody has any. There's actually a sleeping bag shortage right now in Omerja. I'm lucky to have snagged this one. And he pulls out this super nice, like, it's the outside of its leather and the inside of its, like, really warm, like, silk and cotton. Do we it, all still have our sleeping bags on us, too? Oh, yeah. They're yeah, just nice adventuring side. sleeping bags, but not as nice as this captain's or Sid Roy's. Do you have any, Sid like, Roy, beds Sid, Sid on like, this ship? <laughs> Sidroy pipes up. He's like, the only bed on this ship is mine. And speaking of which, I'm going to go catch me a little snooze-ski. Ta-ta. And he's going to go downstairs and go to bed. I just fall down where I'm at. <laughs> Straight backwards. Everyone Whatever. Just, every, yeah, Silas is just standing there as everyone ignores his question. <laughs> What else is new? So it's just talking about sleeping bags instead. <laughs> Silas is up on deck with the orc woman who is unconscious. Lorcan just literally fell back and fell asleep. <laughs> Captain went to bed and Silas, I mean, uh, uh, Sidware went to bed, correct? Yeah, yep, so it's just you two and Johnny Flame. <laughs> okay. Um, Johnny Flame leans in real close to you two. He's like, all right, now look. I know I didn't. Plan here, Johnny. All right. I don't condone killing the orc. But this old gnome is really slowing us down, and nobody's going to notice if we just kick him off the side and the, you know, water takes him out to sea. <laughs> Johnny, uh, just just hypothetically here, do you guys do, uh, like, reviews or anything on um, your employees? <laughs> John, Johnny stiffens up. He's like, you know, you're right. I'm a professional. I can't let this. I can't let this guy get under my skin. Stay strong, Johnny. Here, and I, I dap him up. He he daps you back, and then he takes out a cigar and just starts pensively smoking off the side of the deck, also ignoring your question. <laughs> so hold, okay, hold so on. here's my question. Okay. Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, my question is: Are we, <laughs> are we taking? Are are any of us taking like watches, or like are we all just? <laughs> It's gonna have to be very nice to take people's watches. They're asleep. Thief. I can take as as you're talking about killing somebody. 
I'm, I'm I sleeping. I don't know what you're talking about. I was talking to Jesse. You can take. I can take first watch if you want, because I wanted to do one or two things before I went to sleep. So <laughs> I'm sure could you we, do, um, you dirty boy. <laughs> Looking to channel divinity we, again. Are you gonna make me maybe uh, have a squirt? Reroll like a sleight of hand, like to tie her, like maybe to like tie her to like a stationary part of this boat, so she can't just like get up and walk away. No, if you want to just tie her to a part of the boat, we'll just use you got a nat twenty, so okay, cool, that's cool. Um, yeah, so then I'll do that, but I mean, obviously, I think somebody should still take watch. Yeah, um, just I'll I'll just uh, kind of just maybe lay over here, kind of a little away from Lorcan, not too close, but if you uh, need anything, just just wake me up. Johnny kind of turns and he's like, "I'll I'll keep first watch with Wolf. I think it'd be smarter if we have at least two people up at once." Oh God. Wolf's the only level-headed. Well, how about I think you would, uh, you would Lorcan really have some. I refuse. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, me Lorcan and Sidroy. <laughs> um, okay, well, please uh, just just wake us if anything happens. Absolutely. I, I'll pull out my uh, very fancy sleeping bag. Like mm, it's, yep. it's it's like fancy to the point of like it's almost unuseful. It's got like jewels and like gems <laughs> and it's like fucking super fancy. It doesn't look like it'd be comfortable, but Hell luckily yeah. I'm already sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah, I uh, pass out for the night. Alright, Flame. <laughs> You are. Came out eight are. hours of you guys talking back and forth. You are a bounty hunter of some renown. Do you know anything about this? Do you know anything about disappearing and reappearing, reappearing islands? Do you know anything at all about this? Are you trained about any of this? Johnny Flame will make a history check. She, the orc woman might also know something if we. When she wakes up. Um, he didn't roll great, but he didn't roll horribly. So Johnny kind of like thinks for a minute and like looks around. He's like, I don't know anything about disappearing and reappearing islands. But if you ask me with all this hubbub of bodies disappearing and people appearing and disappearing, there's a lot of stuff going on in Omerger that we just don't quite understand. In the first level-headed comment Johnny Flame has ever said. <laughs> any myth, any legend, anything. Nothing that nothing that I can recall, not with a 13. <laughs> I mean, not with the uh, lack of sleep that I've gotten. Sorry, that was kind of like a mental typo. <laughs> I, I understand. You stay up here for a minute. I'm just going to go... Look at the bottom of the boat and see and see the damage. You do that and I'll stay right up here as vigilant as a three-eyed hawk. See that you do, please. And the wolf hops down from the boat. Okay. So um, you get off the so, boat and yeah. what are you doing? You just want to look at it? Uh, I want to inspect the damage. On, I just want to inspect the damage on like the parts that we can't see. Like this, like yeah. the lower sides. Mm -hmm. So it's actually probably a good thing because you get down there and you see that um, your boat did skid quite a ways up the sand. Um, so mm -hmm. you can actually see the whole like skid mark that your boat left in the um, like dark sand that's underneath. Um, mm -hmm. And you see that uh, there's probably like several 
planks that are busted and stuff like that on the bottom of the boat. Um, Mm -hmm. So it would still take a little bit to get that fixed up and whatnot. But it doesn't look like there's too much, like, damage that can't be fixed. It just looks like a lot of work. Like, there's a ton of holes in the bottom. And it's not, like, one big thing that you can just, like, patch up. It's, like, just hole after hole from where it, like, skidded and, like, rocked back and forth. Right. So, I, uh, okay. Uh, And the other thing that I wanted to do was... I want to inspect the sand to see if there's any sort of ore in the sand. If that might indicate where we are. Like, to see if the ore deposits in the sand, if any, could indicate where this is. Yes, absolutely. Um, For once, I'm not going to give you shit for this. Give me a nature check. Because you said it was unusually dark, so... Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh... Uh, well, that's a 19. 19? Um, you notice that with a 19, you notice that some of the, like, sand is, like, Mm -hmm. kind of eerily reminiscent of the sand that's actually near the, um, Taisu Monastery, because that's built on a mountain, and mm-hmm. we had talked about, because that's the uh, Takari Highlands, and we had talked about how there's, like, this one massive, like, waterfall up there that, like, collects around, like, this kind of, like, uh, wading pool almost thing. Um, mm-hmm. And the sand itself actually does look, like, extremely similar to sand that would be up that way, which is very confusing to you, because being so close to the Icelands, the uh, sand is significantly different than you probably haven't seen it much. But, like, you would have seen it when you left Evermore and maybe, like, um, people have brought it or when you were doing trades and stuff like that. Like, you've seen sand from other areas and it's more of that, like, normal, like, beach sand, the, like, tan kind of sand and stuff like that. And this is, yep. like, completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's it's different sand. It, did, I, so... it doesn't make sense to you geographically. Because mm-hmm. okay. this is sand that should be up north. Exactly. It's sand that, like, it's sand that if it was affected by, like, the uh, temperatures of water and, like, the amount of sun and stuff like that, if it was affected that way as the same as you, mm-hmm. your home place, then it shouldn't yeah. be down here as well. Right. Okay. So oh, put that's... that in your pipe and smoke it, Joe. Oh, I've got it. I've, <laughs> I've got it. Try to throw me off with your little or in the Soil sand tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're a big famous internet star now with your soil research. <laughs> well, no, I was actually generally curious this time because you said it was unusually dark. So, so mm-hmm. I wanted to see. I don't know. I, I thought it'd be a good idea. Yeah. No, it, it actually oh. worked out for you this time. Yeah. I could be a real bitch and ask what kind of trees they were and see if I don't, I don't know trees. I guess I could, mm-hmm. but I won't. I won't. Are they deciduous? The fuck is deciduous? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, so I guess will you allow me one more thing? Or do you want me to wait since I've already done a couple? No, go ahead. Uh, I'll go back up to the ship and I kinda wanna kinda wanna uh Well maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, I'll do something different before I before I turn in for the night. Um, 
turn in for the night. Are you going to stop watch? <laughs> I mean, like, after. after like, after. Movie. I got you. I got you. So, I don't know how you, how this wants to work time-wise, but it really isn't the best time. Never mind. I'll just go up and keep on keep on watch. All right. So, you're going back to watch? Yeah. I just want to kind of keep an eye on the orc. Yeah. Well, good news is uh, I don't care what you want to do because we're going back to the fun game of Give me a d6 roll, and if you roll Ooh. a 6, you're going to roll on the encounter table for nighttime. <laughs> Heck yeah. I rolled a 1. Okay. So um, your thing um, happens fairly uneventfully. Um, give me a perception check. Um, eight, uh, 18. 18? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Um you notice that kind of like straight off the bow at one point there's like this grouping of trees because you and um, Johnny Flame are both like watching in different directions and I'm assuming probably like switching back and forth so you guys don't get like tired or anything Um, but at one point you notice that there's like this grouping of trees and you look at it for a little while and one of the trees looks like slightly weird to you and you can't tell what it is and as you're like staring at this one specific tree because since you don't have you don't have night vision right correct okay so i am gonna pick on you a little bit and um i'm gonna need you to re-roll that before i finish saying this because you're gonna roll with disadvantage okay so okay uh yeah that's roll stays oh do you want me to roll for disadvantage now or just no no we're just gonna take you rolled the same thing no, I rolled even better, so... Oh, okay, perfect. So, um, so yeah, you're, you're, like, looking at this tree, and it just kind of, like, everything just looks like swaying black masses to you in the darkness. Um, and there's this, like, one tree in particular that doesn't look like that. And for a split second, you could swear that you see eyes. And as whatever's going on, like, sees that you're staring... You see those eyes disappear, and then the stationary thing disappears back into the woods. Um, but it doesn't—it doesn't make any sense to you, because it literally—it literally would look like if you were staring at a tree and like looking mm-hmm. up at like the branches and being like, "Wow, that that one's not swaying in the breeze." And then you saw like yeah. eyes where the branches were, and then the tree just disappears. Gotcha. Yep. And as that happens to you, Johnny Flame just really um, sleepily goes, this seems like a wasted night. Nothing's going on out here. Well, watch is over soon. Yep. (laughs) All right. um, So I guess this is probably going to go in twos to make sure everybody gets their eight hours. So... um, I guess it's up to Wolf. Who do you want to wake up for the next uh, shift? You got to pick two people of Sidroy, the captain, Silas, and Lorcan. Didn't si- didn't you say that Silas was going to go second? Or he wanted to go second? Didn't he offer at least? Could could we? Uh, I'm asleep, so never mind. <laughs> well, I just don't remember. Did didn't he offer before he went to bed? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wolf remembers that. Joe does not. So, excellent. Wolf, 
will wake up. So is it? What is it like? Is it morning time now? No, it's just like halfway through the night, probably. Okay. Because okay. otherwise, Joe wouldn't like you yeah. guys wouldn't be able to all like mm-hmm. get your shit back mm-hmm. or whatever if mm-hmm. you guys didn't take turns at night time. Right. So I will wake up Silas, and I will wake up the captain. Mm-hmm. And. I won't say anything to the captain, um, but when I wake up Silas, I will let oh, him know. Oh, God. That means we're going to have Lorcan and Sidroy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I wake up Silas, I'm just going to you know, tell him, I guess I'm saying this in first person, I'll shake him awake. Um, my watch is up. Already? It is. Uh, I was keeping nor- I was keeping watch on the bow of the ship, and for a moment, I saw a grouping of trees. Maybe it's just sleep deprivation, but I could have swore it, it had eyes, and then it just disappeared. You probably think I'm crazy. It sounds crazy, but that is what happened. Take it as you will. And then Wolf just kind of puts his back up against a. Uh, up against the plank and or up against the side of the ship and just kind of dozes. While you're having that conversation at the exact same time, um, Johnny Flames shakes the captain because you tell him he's the other one you want to wake up. And he's like, yeah. oh, Captain, you, you might as well get the other four hours of sleep. There ain't nothing going on. So you can pretend to be on watch or whatever, but like, it, it's fine. Like, just look out into the ocean. There's nothing going on out there. And then Johnny Flames lays uh, down. <laughs> where is the captain? In terms of where Silas is. I think the captain went... Where did the captain go? No, I guess he just went to like the side of the boat and like got in his sleeping bag, so it depends on so, how close Silas slept to him. Uh, so would I, have, would I have heard Johnny say this? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll just probably... I mean, is, is the captain like getting up and like... Yeah, the captain gets uh, up and like comes up okay. to you and he's like, well... Not fully rested, but at least we'll watch for a little while. Then we'll get Lorcan and Sidroy to do the last watch, and we'll get the rest of our sleep. So we get the rest of our spell slots. Absolutely. <laughs> spells, sir? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> well, he is real hurt, though. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to post up at the, uh, the I don't know what uh, terms the for ships are, but... The ba- I'm going to post up here on the, uh, the bow of the ship up here and uh, kind of just look out on the island. If you don't mind, maybe keeping an eye out by the ocean and everybody that's on the ship. I can sure do that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd like to maybe try to like get a sense of where we are, do like a perception, or maybe even just walk down and um, you know use my however long we're doing it for time productively. You know, I'm going to say probably like four hours is what I'm... Okay picturing yeah. you know um so you're gonna get off the boat and go exploring yeah not like far but like kind of like what wolf did but just kind of like keep an eye on everything and just okay. stay nearby for sure um the captain's going to like look overboard and be like you all set down there uh yeah just just make sure nothing crazy up there happens and uh and i'll uh just just let me know and i'll run right back Okay, perfect. So, um, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Plot 
racist. I don't think my investigation is good. <laughs> you just need to believe. Nat one. Nat one? Beautiful. So, uh, you get off the boat, and yeah. you, you see that it's, like, broken up pretty good, and that kind of, like, probably disheartens you quite a bit, because I'm assuming Silas doesn't like being in situations like this. So, um, yeah, you just, like, look at the boat and then look at the trees and are really dejected about it. <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't know what Wolf saw, but I think he was just probably seeing things. Um, go ahead and give me a d6 roll, and uh, since this is second watch, we're going to up it. And if you roll a 5 or a 6, then you're going to roll on the encounter table. It's a 5. A 5? All right. Yep. So, Not let me get it guess. pulled up. All right. Give me a d12 roll. Okay. It's a 2. A 2? Perfect. So about an hour into your watch, you're, are you back on the boat or are you walking around like the perimeter and stuff? Like I mean, walking around the island? If, if I didn't really, yeah, I'll, I'd probably, on, if I'm being honest, I'd probably be on the island still like just searching around near the boat. Yeah, staying within like eyesight or whatever. Yeah, close. Basically, um, actually, how about this? Um, I'll stay within 120 feet of the captain so that way I could cast message if I need to. Yes, okay. Um, so you're doing that, and go ahead and give me a second perception check. Do you have night vision? Uh, let me check. I would imagine so. Yeah, I, don't I can't remember if half elves do. Uh, also, it's called dark vision. Whatever. It's called I whatever I want it to be, bitch. <laughs> I do. Okay, um, perfect. So go ahead and uh, roll with advantage. Yep. A 16? Yep. Perfect. So you're looking around the, like, island or whatever, and it's fairly quiet. You don't see much of whatever Wolf was talking about. Um, But at one point in the night, you hear in your backpack or, like, little sack next to you or whatever, you hear Danny start scurrying, and um, Danny kind of pokes her head out for a minute and is like, Danny, I'm, I'm so sorry. I've, I've been a terrible, terrible host. I haven't even checked on you. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, I've been in this bag for two days, but whatever, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does, does Danny look, like, distressed or, like... Yeah, Danny looks, like, um, semi-freaked out or whatever. Um, Dehydrated? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danny hasn't been fed in about three or four days because you've just <laughs> left her in the bag. So. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know. This baby doesn't need to eat much, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, no big deal. <laughs> um, and give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, good. Um, if we get anything good to this. Uh, it's going to be a five. A five. Danny actually kicks out of your bag and goes running straight into the woods. And you Danny, see a little Danny. bush, like, kind of flat back and forth as Danny disappears. I, I run after uh, I throw a message to the captain um, <laughs> say, uh, may, maybe uh, sir wake up somebody else uh, uh, I, I, I have to deal with something and I run after Danny because obviously I wouldn't have time to explain much okay um, the captain message 
Wait, what did you say? I'm sorry. Uh, what was I your say, exact? Uh, maybe wake up somebody else. Uh, I have to go deal with something, and then I run instantly. Okay. Away. <laughs> um, the captain's like, well, if I wake them up, they're not going to get their slots back. I guess I can wake uh, Johnny Flame up. He's not very <laughs> useful. Yeah, or Sid Roy. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll wake up Johnny Flame. <laughs> <laughs> and so you disappear into the woods. Um, and it's very dark, but with your dark vision, you can see, and it's just like these massive, like almost palm tree looking things, but they're not palm trees. They're like a mix of like palm and like swamp leaves, you know, like the big droopy ones. Um, and you're like looking all over the ground and everything like that for any sign of (laughs) whispering, just trying to like hold out berries, like Danny, Danny, come here. Um, so as you are doing that, you actually, we're going to keep with the theory. Actually, we'll make it slightly more fun. Give me an investigation check. Okay, another investigation. Uh, 13. 13? Um, so you are looking around a little bit, and you hear in like the far distance or whatever... Um, you can hear like twigs and stuff snapping and like leaves cracking and it's very like loud all around you um, but with a 13 because all you have to do is beat a 10 you can hear from like probably 30 feet in front of you there's this like big thicket of bushes and stuff like that and you can hear Danny like going Daddy, is that you, girl? Uh, and you can hear her, like, rustling around with something. Uh, rustling around with something? Yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, you just hear, I'll, like, I'll... the sound it sound of... sound, like, distressed, like something, like, two cats fighting almost or something? No, it almost, sa- um, it almost sounds more of, like, a curious who, like, and then just, like, the rustling of, you can't tell what, like, okay, material Then, then I probably don't run in, but I'll just, like, kind of, like tiptoe walk like quietly still okay um so you tiptoe up and as you like push aside these um bushes or whatever you see that danny is kind of clawing at something on the ground um and as you take a closer look you see that it almost looks metallic for a minute and she keeps clawing and keeps clawing and all of a sudden you can see what looks like a handle that's in the ground, and it almost looks like a door handle. What'd you, what'd you, what'd you find here, girl? Uh, I give her a berry and, like, pat her on the head. Uh, uh-uh. She actually doesn't take the berry. She does the thing where, like, your dog's way too interested in something, and it just, uh, like, ignores it, and it, like, falls to the ground. Okay. Actually, I don't pick her up. She, You know, she, she found this fair and square, so... Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, this is her I, loot. Yeah, I'll let her. Um, no. Uh, I mean, you find a mysterious handle, you got to open it, right? No matter how dangerous it is. Of course. Like, let's do it. All right. So uh, did you say you were picking up Danny? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think as, as long as like she's right near me, you know? Yeah. So this is a pretty big door. So you get like the dirt pushed off of it the rest of the way or whatever. Um, and you do see it's just like a large metal door. There's no inscription on it or anything like that. Um, and it's just the handle on there and you pop her open 
and it's just a set of small like rickety stairs that lead down and it looks like almost like a little underground passage that it goes into what do you, what do you think girl should, should we wait or sh- should I should we go explore uh, Danny looks like a dog that's like found something but now is like kind of scared of what they found and she just looks up at you like I don't fucking know man like um oh god yeah I will um I take out my crossbow and kind of like just pull it out like a like somebody who has a gun in front of them you know holding it ready to shoot Mm -hmm. and um I, I mean I have dark vision so we'll step down into it and take a look take a peek Okay, perfect. Uh, give me a um, dexterity saving throw as you yeah, step onto the stairs. I had a feeling. Uh, 19. 19? Perfect. Yep. So the stair from beneath you um, breaks, and you, like, fall, but you get your hands on, like, the side or whatever and catch it. Um, but unfortunately, the door comes starting to go <laughs> down, but with a good dexterity check, um, I'm going to let you choose... You can either let go, or you can have your hands get crushed by this metal door. Um, I mean, get crushed? I mean, it's it, not crushed, crushed, but like they're going to get slammed in the door. Oh, I really wish I had somebody with me to help me make a decision. Oh. I do have bad news. What? Uh, as this door is swinging towards your hands, um, you do realize that Danny, because you said you didn't pick her up, is still on the outside. <laughs> oh, then never mind. I do not let go. Okay. Yep. So this door is going to come down on your hands. Okay. And you are going to take a little bit of hand damage. Oh, no. Hand damage. Good old hand damage of four points of damage. Oof. Yikes. Um, and, like, your fingers are just kind of like pushing through or whatever and you see Danny like trying to nudge the door but is like too weak and she's like help help me up Danny grab my hand she starts clawing at your hands and it makes it even harder for you to hold on (laughs) Danny I'm slipping help and you see her kind of like look back towards the ship and then look back at you and then look back towards the ship can I make an insight and see if Danny thinks that she is safe enough to make it back to the ship to go get help. Sure. Okay. Eleven. You can tell by the way that she's acting that that's what she's trying to portray to you is asking whether or not you want her to go back to the ship to try and get help. Danny, uh, go go get somebody. Just no matter what. Stay, stay hidden. Don't let anybody find you, except for at the ship. Um, <laughs> no matter how long it takes, just stay hidden. She, uh, owl bear nods and gives your finger a little owl bear kiss, and then I, I turn arounds like, and rub under the chin. You know, the little one finger, mm-hmm. one finger scratch. <laughs> little uh, one finger scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, so That's what they called me in with... high school. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So I'm just hanging here. Okay. Doors on my fingers. Yeah, so you're going to try to hang on. 
how far down of a drop is it? It's not huge. It's like maybe 10, 12 feet. Uh, we, they would have ropes. So, so they would be able to get me like with a rope or something. Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh. And you only oh broke like, you broke through like the top two steps. There is still stairs. Okay. They're just old and decrepit. Okay. Um, yeah, then I'll drop down. Okay. Um, so you drop down and you'll take uh, one more yeah. thing of falling damage. Yeah. Uh, you you land kind of hard on your like knee Ugh. and take three points of damage. Ugh. Ow. Um, and break my fall. Yeah. Not to keep picking on Mr. Um, Silas, but go ahead and give me a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> constitution saving throw. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. <laughs> this isn't to be like put to sleep or be charmed, right? It's not what. To be put to sleep or charmed? Uh, not magically. Okay. Well, I get advantage against being charmed, period. Correct. But, and Okay. okay <laughs> You'll know why I said not magically. <laughs> no worries. No fine. No worries. Uh, what am I making a constitution saving throw? Yep. Uh, that's going to be a dirty 20. Dirty 20? Yep. Sweet. Um, so as you hit the ground, you kind of hit your head because um, yep. your knees hit and your head kind of hits or whatever. Um, and your vision kind of gets slightly blurry for a minute. It's almost like when you like hit your head and you're seeing stars or whatever, um, and you're kind of like looking around trying to figure out where you are. And for a split second, you could swear that you're in your room at home. You um, look to the side and you see your night table. And do you have anything fun on your night table that's like next to your bed? Uh, probably like. My nice fancy um, sleeping cap and sleep eyewear, like just mm -hmm. everything that I would get ready for bed, but it's all just like super extravagant and like way more than you would ever need to go to sleep. Hell yeah! So you you see all that and um, also a picture of my mom and dad. Yeah, of course, and probably you, yeah. right? They're probably pushing yeah. you on a uh, swing, and they had somebody draw the <laughs> picture yeah. of it. Ooh, could it be like one of those like uh, it's like arcane or something, and it's like uh, it's like a moving picture. Mm-hmm. So it, it, yeah, it's like a little, um, almost like a hologram. It's like a little moving, like photo in a frame or whatever. Um, and you look at this, and as you do, you smile, and you kind of let out like a small little like chuckle to yourself. Um, and as you do, you see your breath is cold, and you realize that it's like freezing cold in your room. Um, and without being able to control your movements, you stand up and um, you look at the picture for one more moment and you start thinking to yourself that it's too cold and that your parents must still be asleep so that you have to go and start, start the fire. The, yep, you gotta go start the fire. Um, happened before, it'll happen again. And you open the door and the cabin air is super frigid as you open the door and for some reason even though you've opened the door to your room um you step out into this like vast wilderness scene and the woods of that you guys live in are all around you and as you turn back your house is no longer there you're just standing in the middle of the woods and you turn back and you see in front of you with his back turned towards you is Nico, the guard of Evermore, and he is not looking at you, 
but he is instead looking in front of him and in front of him, both unconscious, are your mom, Faith, and your dad, Robert. And they are both face down in the dirt in front of Nico. And you see that in his hand is this like dark black looking scimitar. Um, and it kind of like, it's not very like eye catching at first. It's just got this like dark black handle to it with like this like silver hilted curve to it. And it's got these like small little like white runes at the bottom of it. Um, but other than that, it's just like this obsidian black looking scimitar. And he just stands there and he's kind of like trembling a little bit. I, uh, I, tr- I try to run to, to my parents. I know you said I didn't have control of my body, but I like fight with everything I can to try to mm-hmm. run. Um, you try and you do actually start to run and you feel almost like a force like pushing back against you trying to get you to stop running Um, and as you get up next to Nico um, he's looking down at your parents and he's just shaking and um, you're looking at your parents and when you look up at Nico you see he looks back at you and he looks like so solemn at first and he just looks sad and then suddenly his eyes take on this like reptilian look to them and they start glowing like a reddish orange and Nico looks at you and instead of Nico's voice you hear the voice that you've been hearing in your dreams as he looks you in the eyes and goes it's time to fight back and then you clear the cobwebs and you shake your head and you are down in this almost like basement looking part of this island. And the spot that you've like landed in is like kind of full of like this rubble and stuff like that. You can see that like kind of rocks and dirt and stuff have fallen down around you. Um, And other than that, it looks like it's like a big empty room, but it does like go all the way down and like bang a right. Um, So you can't see down there, but um, as you stand up, give me one more perception check. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be a nine. A nine? Yep. All right, perfect. Um, so yeah, we are going to cut back to the boat as um, you see, I, I guess none of you actually see anything until suddenly Wolf and Lorcan are both jostled awake by Johnny Flame and the captain. And each one of them are like shaking you. And um, the captain's like, guys, guys, something's wrong. Something's wrong. The, uh, the owl bear just came running back and is freaking out. And I don't know where, I don't know where Silas went. He went off into the woods and Johnny Flame like throws his hands up. He's like, the first rule of being on watch is you don't let your watch buddy wander off into the woods by himself. And now I got to go find him. And he like jumps off the ship or whatever. And the captain's like, guys, I, I don't, I don't know what happened. He just walked into the woods. I can, I can wake up Sid Roy. He and I can stay here and watch the orc woman. Like if you guys want to go see what's going on, like it's up to you guys. Sounds like a mystery to solve. Let's go find him. Let's go, guys. We gotta get going. 
You're off the ship. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you stay here, little gnome boy? Don't tempt me, jerk. Yeah, that jerk. showed him, didn't it? Oh, the jerk. And uh, we as need they someone to fight. stay on the ship with combat. Captain. At least a little combat prowess. The captain. Now, Sidroy seems like top notch to me. Yeah, the captain looks at you and he's like, well, I know it doesn't seem like it, but Sidroy does have some magic. He did study at Ever or at um, Magella and I mean, I got this and he really shakily like pulls out a dagger and he's like, I'm not I'm not very good, but I can defend myself. And Johnny right. Flame pipes up and he's like, look, if you're that worried I can stay uh, Yep, sounds you, good. You guys have reminded me many times you're my boss I'll do what you want. Can you say that again? Wolf and Silas are my boss. <laughs> uh. Yeah, please stay on the ship. I will protect the ship and the people on it with my life. And that is a Johnny Flame guarantee. Now bring Keep Silas home head. safe. And he holds his hand out for a dap. <laughs> Come on, Wolf. Give it to him. Give it Wolf. to him. Wolf just fist bumps him. And then jumps on yeah. the ship. Hell Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, you see Danny, like, really furiously, like, scurries, like, jumps off the ship or whatever um, and starts, like, scurrying towards, like, the woods. Yeah, and she dies. Like. <laughs> Flying squirrel, like, expects to fly or something. You yeah. know, it was that or she was going to starve to death anyway. <laughs> um, nope, she jumps off the ship and starts running towards the uh, woods and, like, scurrying around and... Um, looking at you guys like either way she takes off into the woods running um and you guys like go for a little ways or whatever um both so Lorcan you have um dark vision yes actually how far away is the um the little owlbear from you yeah she has a mate <laughs> Yeah, how far is Danny away from me? I mean, she can be as far as you want. Like, she waited for you to catch up. I actually just want to, uh, like, touch her back and mm -hmm. uh, cast light. So it, she yeah. kind of lights our way. Oh, that's sick. That'll help uh, yeah, Wolf, because I was about to give him um, disadvantage. But now you'll both, you'll both roll with advantage, because I think that's a fun idea. Um, both of you guys give me a perception check as you run into the um, woods a little ways. I mean, I'm not okay with casting light on danger drama attracting attention <laughs> it's a 19 22 beautiful so you both see something that um silas didn't and as you were both running you guys both see about like probably like five feet off of this like little footpath that you guys are following that they ran through the first time um you see it in like a small little thorn bush and it almost kind of blends in because it's this dark green um, piece of wood that you see laying there. And Wolf, of course, you're going to be the one to spot this weird wood. Um, yes. And so Lorcan also sees it, but Lorcan just sees it as like this weird piece of wood. You can see that on like the bottom edge that's like laying in the thorns but slightly popped out, 
you can see these like carvings on it almost and you would swear that it is extremely similar in size and the carving type to the totem that you guys found on the road on your way into um, Evermore when you were after you met Beck. So would I notice this considering I picked up the totem? <laughs> you you as of right now you only notice that it's like this really off-putting like dark green like piece of wood that's laying in this pile of thorn bushes. Okay. I'll I'll uh I'll try and grab it without getting poked by thorns. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's like laying right on top. Um, okay, and you pick it up, and a few things happen. Um, Lorcan, Lorcan, what are you doing? Um, I mean, I'd imagine I'm just kind of scanning the area, standing right next to Wolf. You're going with him? Okay. So yep. as you as you pick it up, um, you turn it around, and the first thing you see is that it looks almost exactly like the one that you found on the road, except the carvings are different. This time, the carvings on it are almost, um, it's got like the head, because I think the one that I gave you before was either an eagle or an owl, I don't remember. Um, mm -hmm. This time, the head on it is almost like turtle-like. It's got this like turtle head and these like tiny black beady turtle eyes um, and the turtle's mouth's open. And then down from that head is carvings of other animals and it's mostly sea animals this time you see a lot of um like starfish and just like tropical looking fish and stuff like that and it's beautifully crafted um the second thing you see is as you pick this up you see a red smoke emit from it and the red smoke kind of encapsulates you and Lorcan, and suddenly the two of you are having a shared vision and all of a sudden you two are transported into this like vision world almost and it almost looks like you're wearing um somebody else's like glasses because the edges are like super blurry and it's almost like you're seeing real life but with like a red tint to it um and it's the two of you and you're side by side and you are both running through the woods and it looks um eerily similar to the woods that you guys are in right now and you're both running and jumping over like fallen trees and like just pushing past like debris and stuff like that and suddenly in front of you both you see that there is this like large like rock that shoots straight up into the air as far as you can see and in the bottom of the rock is almost like this cave opening looking thing and at the exact same time, you both get the idea that, oh shit, this must be that mountain that we can see in the distance. Um, however, you see that as you guys are running, Johnny Flame turns back to you and mouths something. Um, but like, it looks like he's saying something to you, but you don't hear any noise. And as he's looking back at you, he's not watching where he's going. And suddenly Johnny Flame, like, steps and then just falls straight down through the ground and disappears and like that you both wake up and you're both standing there and wolf you are just looking at this totem that's in your hand and johnny flame like um does nothing because he's still on the boat never mind it's just the two of you and um uh, you see <laughs> so did, did he fall or no 
Uh, you guys are both standing there, and uh, you don't know what just happened. It, you're standing there, Wolf's holding this totem, and um, you hear Danny in the distance going, hoo, Well, that was certainly something. You know, I really liked the ending. <laughs> but seriously, no. what just happened, Wolf? I couldn't tell you. It seemed like a vision of sorts. Probably triggered by this thing, but... I want to reach into my pack and pull out my totem. Hell yeah, so you pull out your totem, and you look at it, and it's got whichever bird I told you originally that it has carved into it. Um... And suddenly, a red smoke comes out of it and engulfs both you and Wolf. Um, and you guys are transported into this, like, vision. And it's almost as if, like, you can, you know, almost like you're wearing somebody else's glasses because the edges are just kind of blurry. And Is it the same color? Like, with the red? Yep, it's view? red. Yep, you got, like, a red tint. Um, and both of you see that you are in the woods and you're on like a dirt road um, and it's not anything like the island you're on right now. You guys are actually on this like dirt road looking thing and um, you look out like next to you and you are on the carriage that you were on when you were making your trip from Wakefield to Evermore and you see that you are stopped and you uh, look around, and suddenly, even though um, you don't talk yourself, Lorcan, you hear your own own voice go, Well, guys, I guess we should check it out. And you walk forward and jump directly into quicksand, and <laughs> suddenly there's like a flash, and you guys are back standing um, in the woods, and you're holding your totem, and Wolf's holding his. <clears throat> Probably I was hoping never to relive that moment. What'd you say, Walter? Probably, probably not your best moment. <laughs> yep. Sure isn't. I jam it back my pack. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Danny's getting really impatient now and is just like clawing at Wolf's leg, like grabbing it with her little owl beak and like pulling on it. it looks like right. she's hungry. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. All right. Onward. So you two run after Danny, um, and she jumps into this like thicket of bushes, and you guys come around the corner, and you see on the ground there is this dugout like metal door, and you see Danny is just furiously scratching at the top of this metal door, just like <laughs> trying to get into it. Wolf, I think we should probably open that, or or you should. Uh, how sturdy is that door? I know you said it was big. How but... sturdy is it? Yeah, like, can I rip it off its hinges? Uh, I mean, you could try. Okay. Well, how, I guess before I make it, I'm not going to stop you. How sturdy? <laughs> like, is it in good condition still? Um. So, are you opening it? Uh, yes. Okay. You open so, like, it, and it feels like you. It feels fairly sturdy, but it's also like a like metal frame that's been like also pushed into this like mountainous like ground, you know, like this dirt and stuff like that. Right. So it so, doesn't feel like it's like unbreakable, but it's also a metal door. Okay. So like I'll, uh, Wolf will just kind of like, you know, he'll have it. He'll just kind of like swing it and like 
He'll just try and pull it once off its hinges and see if it'll go. Yeah, give me a strength check. Uh, 19. A 19? Um, Mm -hmm. You actually hear, like, a snapping sound as you, like, pull it. And, Mm -hmm. like, one of its, like, hinges has broke. So it's kind of, um, like, swinging in the breeze or whatever. But with that, like, one hinge that's broke, you can, like, push it back so that it doesn't have the like momentum of falling you feel okay so it can't close on anyone else's fingers (laughs) not by itself (laughs) not by itself okay (laughs) don't trust lorkin (laughs) (laughs) see you later wolf (laughs) done all i can do (laughs) slam (laughs) kind of look at the owl bear well and she's like looking at the thing um and you get the feeling that she might actually just jump if you don't start doing something <laughs> <laughs> well hold um, on you said there's stairs there, so there's like this big hole in the stairs and then like down a little further is more rickety stairs so it'd be like if you were starting to go into somebody's basement and somebody had like fallen to the through the top two stairs <laughs> i want to start climbing down the stairs? Yeah. Okay. Um, give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This is awfully deja vu. 16. Okay. You um you have to, like, make a little hop because there's the, like, hole or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hop to the third step that's not broken, and that step breaks. and But you catch yourself on the side of the hole, and... <laughs> Uh, Lorcan's just like dangling from the hole in the ground now. Uh, wolf! Uh, <laughs> Danny somehow yep. like face palms, even though she's an owl bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made a mistake. Uh, oh god. <laughs> so, so is it's the quicksand all over again? I didn't listen to the totem. So, so Lorkin is still hanging on to a to a stair, dangling. He's he's hanging he's on from like the edge of this hole. Okay. So like his stair broke, but he was able to get his hand up, kind of like um, Silas did. Okay, so Wolf's gonna take some rope out of his backpack, just kind of dangle it down because he has fifty feet of rope, so it's gonna be more mm-hmm. than enough. He's gonna hold it. Yeah. Lorkin, can can you jump on this rope and make it down? I don't know. Let me ask my dungeon master. Uh, you absolutely can. Go ahead and give me an athletics check. Nat 20. Nat 20. Hey. You absolutely can. You, you effortlessly, um, you say that, Wolf, and you're not really expecting anything. Um, and Lorkin, like, literally almost does, like, a pull-up and then uses his feet to kick off the wall and then just grabs the rope and, like, swings and then catches himself against <laughs> the other side of the cave, like, holding the rope. So you, in another you get... life, I was a cat. I see that. Can you get to the bottom? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I have to you're, do you're everything, on... and I start climbing down. Yep. So you <laughs> climb down, and you get down there. Wolf, are you staying up top? Uh, n- I, I want to go down and so, but I want to let Florkin finish whatever he's doing. So Lorkin gets down. I just mean, are you going down? Or are you going to try to get them to like climb up or whatever? Uh, what I want to do is break off. Like I want to try again to break the door off its hinges, and upon either if I can do it, I want to tie the rope around one of the broken 
parts of the hinge so that it will stay. Like not sure. the actual door hinge, I'll, but I'll like just whatever. Say, it was with a nineteen, I'll just say I'm not going to make you roll again. You just give it a kick, and like the door kind of like flies off or whatever, and you have this like broken hinge on the bottom there. Okay, so I like to tie the rope around the hinge, or or the broken part of whatever was holding the door in place, and uh, tie the rope around it. All right, perfect. Um, so you tie the rope around it or whatever, and it's perfectly fine. We'll say you're doing this like while Lorcan is like kind of climbing down. Um, you tie the rope, and are you going down? Uh, yes. All right. What a generous lover. Um, so well hold on hold on um i guess like before i actually like dip my head under i just want to tell the owlbear not that it might understand me but get to safety like you know i'll say it in wolf's voice though uh get get to safety we'll 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 (laughs) save silas uh the owlbear looks at you and like nods a little bit and goes and turns around and runs away and then you just hear the sound of like a seagull as it flies over and goes, <laughs> um, yeah. So Danny runs away and you climb down into this like hole or whatever. And you hop down and you are standing next to um, Lorcan and both of you have night vision. So you both plainly see um, you both see Silas as he starts standing up. And you start to, obviously you guys don't know that Silas hit his head, um, but continuity wise, uh, Silas was like knocked kind of loopy or whatever. And you guys are dropping down just as he is standing back up. And Silas, um, you failed your perception check. So you just kind of stand up, you shake your cobwebs or whatever, and you see both of them kind of like hit the ground and you're kind of like, your vision's blurry. You're like swaying back and forth a little bit. Um, you don't feel very well. You kind of feel sick. You've just had this like weird, like dream flash or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I um, uh, look look towards their direction. I'm like, uh, Mom, Dad, is that you guys? Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, no, no, Silas. It's it's Lorcan Brightstrike. Um, you. <laughs> So you ask them that, and they both look at you kind of um, strangely, even though you've asked them a strange question. They're both kind of giving you, like, an interesting look and, like, looking just at you differently. What's, what's up, guys? What's, 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 the, what's the matter? I, I think I might have hit my head. As um, Silas says this, you see that he does have a little bit of like blood trickling down his uh, forehead from where he hit. Um, but that's not what catches your attention. What catches your attention is the fact that clutched in his right hand is a black obsidian scimitar that neither of you have ever seen before. And it kind of like glistens a little bit off of the light from where the door has been kicked off its hinges. Um, and Silas is gripping it extra tight to the point where like his knuckles are almost turned white and uh the two of you just stand there looking at him and that's gonna be the end of our session no <laughs> oh what a dink <laughs> yeah no <laughs>
Yeah, I'm a jerk. Oh, oh man. <laughs> but, but DM, we have a mystery to solve. <laughs> you have a big mystery to solve, Lorcan. You guys have a lot of mysteries to solve. And some that you might have already solved. But we'll talk about that in Beyond the Roll. We'll talk Hell about yeah. that in Beyond the Roll. But uh, for now, thank you, everybody, for listening. This was a really fun one. At least I had fun. I love a good old lost island and yeah. <laughs> everything like that. Um, but yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've been already doing so. But if not, follow us on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Behold the Roll. Um, Twitter is going super strong. I think at the point of this recording, we're at like 560 or something ridiculous. Um, thank you so much if you're supporting us over there. Facebook, I think, was hitting like 75 or something as we're talking. Um, 80. 80. Perfect. Instagram just bumped up over 200. So yeah. everything everything's climbing and we can't be more thankful for you guys. Um, it's honestly been humbling and very unexpected, but things are going great. We're having a ton of fun. You all seem to be having a ton of fun. Um, thank you so much for all of your support during this. If, um, if there's anything that we can be doing that would make you have more fun, definitely shoot us a message. We've been getting all kinds of helpful messages that we've been truly taking and i've gotten like all kinds of all kinds of like sound and recording and just tons and tons of advice and i truly appreciate it keep it coming we want to make this as fun to listen to as possible Mm -hmm. um if for some reason you're listening to this and you don't know already we have a youtube channel go over there subscribe to us uh we're going to be doing some like youtube only things some small clips um and you can always hop in there and listen to the podcast that way if you don't if you don't have your phone with you, if you only have your computer or anything like that, um, subscribe to us over there. That'll help push that algorithm. Check us out on Reddit. We haven't fully started engaging over there, but we're going to start doing that fairly soon. Um, Jimmy, guys, I know you're big into astrology. Guys. Is there anything about stars you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a Scorpio, so. Um, oh, okay, perfect. I don't know anything about astrology, guys. Yeah, just I'm kidding. a September. Just, That's just also not a I'm a September. Uh, Leo Silas is definitely a Leo. A Leo. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey guys, rate us uh-huh. five stars. Yeah. Let us five know stars. what we're doing. Let us know what we're doing in the five stars. Uh, I can't see what it was uh, given. We didn't get any new ones on the Apple Podcast, but we did get another Spotify one um, for Hell another yeah. five stars. So thanks to whoever you are. Hell yeah. Um, honestly, guys, like. Again, I'll take your word for it, um, unless you're really good with Photoshop. But if you give us a five star, just shoot us a DM on any of the social medias. Be like, yo, I gave you a five star. Um, Shout me out at this name. Tell me how to pronounce it because I can't pronounce literally anything in my entire life. Um, And I will try not to butcher it. And we'll give you a little shout out to say thank you. I do have a couple more shout outs just to do real quick at the end of this. Um, I want to shout out somebody that made if you're following us on the social medias you've already seen it but they made us a super super cool uh rendition of our behold the roll beholder logo with the d20 eye and it's in like a cartoon style but it's still like super cool super like Mm -hmm. almost like gothic looking it's fucking awesome i love it so much um their name is calandris on twitter um i i asked for pronunciation and the breakdown that I got makes me feel like I'm saying it correctly, but I'm very, very stupid. So if I'm not, I am so sorry. <laughs> Shoot me <laughs> another true. message. I will give you another shout out, but I fucking love it. Um, check it them out sick. on 
yeah, check them out on Twitter. It's super fucking cool. Um, that's Calandris, and in case I am pronouncing it incorrectly, it is at K-A-L-A-N-D-R-A-S underscore. Um, check them out there, and also check them out on Ko-Fi. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, but that's where they sell their work, and you can commission them and things like that, and they will make you something super fucking sick, because everything I've ever seen them post is super sick. So um, hop over there. Um, and I also want to thank, just in general, we've been interacting with so, so many like awesome people on Twitter and everything like that. I don't even want to start naming people because I know I'm going to forget people and that's going to make me feel bad. We do do like follow Friday and everything over there. So we'll shout everybody out at once. Um, however, I have been talking to the people over at stories and sorceries um, and they hit us up and they were like, Hey, you know, we're uh, fairly new. They've been running a little bit longer than us. You know, we're a fairly new actual play D and D podcast. We just noticed you guys came on the scene. Um, you know, we, talk quite a bit and um they're just really awesome people and i just want to draw a little bit of attention to their channel because their podcast is really fucking fun to listen to um i've actually as of this recording i've made it through the first two episodes um which has been awesome because they're actually way ahead of us so i actually have something to listen to now when i'm (laughs) um working in the mornings and it is very very fun the um like the narration and stuff on there is like super cool and it's a similar style to ours in the way that you can tell that it's just like a bunch of friends actually having fun and actually like playing D together and i just love that shit um mm-hmm. so please check them out their podcast is called stories and sorceries um i believe they have an instagram as well um i didn't come as prepared as i should have but on their Twitter, you can find out all of like the information on where you can listen to their podcast. As far as I could tell, they're on everything, too. It looks like um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but follow them on Twitter at... Hey. Oh, go ahead. Their Twitter is at S-A-N-D-S-P-O-D-1. So Sandspod1, I think it stands for Stories and Sorceries Pod 1, but they probably didn't want that to be their entire thing, and I don't blame them. Man, you are so smart. I never would have figured that out. <laughs> just also, think it was kind of a weird Yeah, I, you know, I was just like, that's, that's random, but cool. Uh, hey, guys, rate them five stars. Hell Come yeah. Listen and rate them five stars. They that's right, Jim. While you you're don't... on there. Rate, rate everyone five stars, guys. We're all podcast fans. We're all yeah. D&D fans. Um, it, you know, unless there's like some fucking weirdo out there that's a millionaire making a D&D podcast. All the people here are just having fun. Everybody mm-hmm. loves D&D. Hop in there. Rate everybody five stars. Comment with each other. Meet everybody. There's so many cool people in this community. And I can't be, I can't overstate how cool it's been getting to know everybody, getting to talk to everybody. Because it's just like shown that. This isn't that weird. Four dudes that like know each other, that love D&D, that wanted to turn this into a podcast. Isn't that weird of a concept? There's so many people out there doing it. And there's so much cool shit out there. Like, just go out, explore it, like it. Even if it's not your favorite thing in the world, support it. Because there's, no matter who it is, there's a group of people there that are doing something they love. They're doing something they're passionate about. And it takes like three seconds to go on there and give somebody a five star or follow their Twitter or subscribe to their YouTube and all four of us can attest it makes our fucking day. Like, just go out there and, like, make people happy. Yeah. Every time we get a nice comment or a view from somebody, we literally share it in our group chat and all chat about it and talk about it. Like, you get, 
any little thing that you guys can do to support anybody is going to make their day. I can promise you that. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I don't, I'm never going to get, like, political and I don't want to, like, turn things, like, too dark and shit like that. But the world fucking sucks right now. Um, there's a lot of shit going on that really sucks. And yeah, the I fact that, like, the fact on, that, the yeah, Jimmy literally has COVID right now. His family has COVID. Um, obviously, you guys know about the rest of the stuff that's going on right now. I don't want to bring it up where there's too much of it anyways. But the world kind of sucks. And the fact that we can escape for like two hours and play this game, have fun together, hop online, talk to you guys about this game that we love. Um, it makes us suck a little bit less. And we hope that, you know, if listening to this makes life suck a little bit less for you, then we're doing our job. And that's all we can ask for. Um, but I've been droning on too much about this. Is there anything else anybody wants to say? Any more shout outs or anything like that? Um, Zach sucks. That's about it. I mean, Zach does <laughs> suck. Zach isn't here. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, everybody check us out on Beyond the Roll. We're going to be recording that in like 30 seconds. Uh, we're going to talk all about this little island adventures, our island adventures that our adventurers are on. And <laughs> that was a tongue twister. And other than that, of course, we will see you next time on Behold the Roll. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. See, see you later. I love this podcast. <laughs> Not. Not sucks. <laughs> I wanted to be.